please reach there for your presence. Pray that you will open up the eyes of understanding so we can understand your word and ways we have to consider. We give you praise. Glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple of announcements. Uh, my uh, TV program will begin Easter, which is uh, which will be um, April the 12th, 5.30 in the morning, and be on a Sunday, talking to people on Facebook, amen. Uh, and so the name of the TV program will be Jesus Inside Prison Ministry Presents Jesus House. Uh, I will be uh, running a half an hour program. It'll be on Channel 40 uh, every Sunday beginning April the 12th, 5.30 in the morning. Uh, and then we will also have a program on Facebook Live on uh, my webpage, which is Jesus Inside Prison Ministry slash Faith Center Church. So we'll be running uh, 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 the program on there. We're going to get a designated time, so it'll be every week at a certain time. That'll probably be around 6, six or 8 in the evening, which is a good time for Facebook Live. So they can watch, people that can't get Channel 40 can watch it on Facebook Live. Amen. We'll also be on YouTube. We'll have a channel on there as well. So all of that begins, uh, well, it begins tomorrow. I'll begin my taping tomorrow. So I'll be taping tomorrow for uh, the, for April. I'll be doing taping four programs. So it'll be one program a week. That's on, that'll be uh, April the 12th, uh, Jesus Inside Prison Ministry broadcast, which will be on Channel 40, uh, which is Christian television, every Sunday morning, beginning April the 12th. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's number one. Everybody is familiar with the radio program, which is on WTLC every Sunday at what time? At 4 p.m. Amen. On Channel 4. Yeah, you can see it right there. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. So, uh, that's what we... Uh, we're going to deal with. Now, Psalms 37. Psalms 37. And uh, Psalm 37, this is a, I, I, this past Sunday, uh, I was in uh, Mount Sterling, Kentucky. And I was preaching in a church there called Fellowship Christian Assembly. Fellowship Assembly, yeah, Fellowship Christian Assembly. Did you turn me down? Nope. It, it went down. Oh, and, uh, so I was there at Fellowship Christian Assembly in uh, uh, this past Sunday. Amen. So, uh, and uh, I got this verse, this chapter here, Psalm 37. Everybody got Psalm 37? And uh, the verse that uh, I dealt with is uh, in Psalm 37 uh, praise the Lord Jesus and uh, verse number 34 Psalm 37 verse 34 says wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt you to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off you shall see it and particularly verse right, verse 35, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree, yet he passed away, and behold, 
he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Amen. And that's what's getting ready to happen to this coronavirus. Amen. Satan has been spreading himself like a green bay tree, just all over everywhere. And then you're going to look all just as soon as it came, that's how soon it's going to leave. Amen. Don't get nervous because I'm preaching real good. Amen. Uh, now, uh, just to give an update, y'all see what I'm saying? Because I am a pastor. Amen. And uh, you have to let people know, you know, things are real. You know, some people, y'all you know, saying, get all the information from Facebook, y'all you know, saying, all from other individuals, you know what I mean? As a pastor, you're supposed to be informed. You know what I'm saying? Pastors really supposed to be informed because you are in charge of people's lives. A pastor is. And, uh, and uh, as a pastor, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to lead people in the wrong direction. And when you see people going in the wrong direction as a pastor, your, your folk, you're supposed to bring them back. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 you are sheep. Okay, look at Psalms 100. Uh, look at Psalms 100 so you won't uh, look all perturbed. You know what perturbed? I got every once in a while I use a little big word just to, you know, just uh, for people on Facebook, you know what I mean? And I'll break it down for y'all. Amen. Perturbed. Because you're looking a little perturbed. You know what I'm saying? That means looking weird. You know what I'm saying? Looking like, duh. You know what I mean? Looking like, uh, you know, a cow at a new gate. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's for everybody on Facebook. Y'all wouldn't know nothing about that. Uh, you got Psalms 100? Okay, Psalms 100. Uh, Psalms 100. Uh, uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that he that the know that the Lord He is God is He who has made us and we are we and not we ourselves we are His people and the what? Okay, so you sheep. I just wanted you to see that in the word. You are sheep of His pastor. Pastor means His field. You are the sheep. I'm the shepherd. The pastor is the shepherd. The membership are the sheep. Now, you're not my sheep, you're his sheep. You know, God's sheep. But God placed shepherds over the flock. You are the flock. And my job, a shepherd's job, is to keep you within that sheepfold. Y'all tell them, tell them, make sure you don't drink too much water. <laughs> you know, he said he lead me by the still water. Y'all tell them, talking about, well, the shepherd leads the sheep by still water. The reason why, because, don't get nervous because I'm preaching very good. This ain't y'all, I'm just saying, sheep don't have too much sense. Not y'all, but I'm just saying regular sheep. And they will drink water as long as it's there. And if it's running water, they can strangle themselves trying to get enough of that water. So the sheep, the shepherd, leads the sheep by the still water. Y'all see what I'm talking about? That way they won't drink themselves to death. Try to keep up with the water. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So the sheep, the shepherd leads, which I'm a shepherd, leads the sheep where they can get the right kind of water, if you will, without killing yourself. All right? The shepherd also has a staff. If you ever watched the, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, watch, you always see a shepherd, shepherd with a staff. That shaft, that staff is for two things. The shaft, the, the shaft, staff is to keep the sheep in the sheepfold so they don't fall off the cliff. Cause they'll roam everywhere if you, if you don't keep them. So that's what the what the thing is. When you see them, when you see the sheep getting out of line, you got to hit them with that staff. All right, the staff for the pastor's word of God. So when you see them getting out of the, getting out of the sheepfold, getting ready to do something wrong. You got to give them a word to let them know, don't do that. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard on you. That's what a pastor's supposed to do. That's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's what that staff is for. Now, the staff is also, it also is a weapon. You know what I'm saying? If you know the shepherd don't have no rifle out there. Don't have no 9 millimeter. How many know what I'm talking about? You ain't never seen no shepherd with a bow and arrow. I mean, is that right? But... But if you notice, uh, 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 David was a shepherd. How I many David was a shepherd? And he said he killed the lion and he killed the bear. Well, he definitely didn't kill it with no, no knife or nothing. He didn't have any. The only thing he had was that staff. So the staff, which is the word of God, is to keep the sheep intact, but it's also to whoop, to whoop them wolves, get the wolves out of the pack so the wolves don't come in and steal from the sheep. That means kill them. The wolf is the devil. And then the hook on the sail on there is when you catch one of your one of the one of the sheep, one of the lambs, baby, that fell over the cliff. Y'all saying you take that rod, the hook of it, and pull them on up. Y'all tell I'm talking about, and put them back in the sheepfold. That's the job of a shepherd or job of a pastor. Most people think a pastor's job is to teach. No, that's a teacher. The pastor's job is to serve as a shepherd of the sheep. Make sure you're hearing what's right. You know what I'm saying? Now, a pastor can't do that if he's not informed. Hallelujah. So you got to know the truth from the, from the, from the lies. Amen. So the coronavirus is real. Everybody's affected by it. Everybody. If everybody was not affected by it, then the whole nation wouldn't be on lockdown. The whole nation's on lockdown. Every restaurant, every tavern, every nightclub is closed down, locked. The only thing is open, y'all stand at grocery, drugstores, gas stations, or y'all still here in the house. You can drive through McDonald's, but you can't go in McDonald's and sit out and eat. Now, anytime something like that, is nationwide, it's got to be serious. Now, why, why it got to be serious? Because all them folk that got all this stuff locked down is losing billions and billions of dollars. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Well, they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't, if it wasn't serious. How I many know what I'm talking about? So it ain't nothing that you, that you should take lightly. Amen. I'm just letting you know. Now, uh, young folk, y'all see what I'm saying, under the age of 50, y'all see what I'm saying, could have the virus but there would be no symptoms. So a lot of folks looking for, uh, 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 well, I know I don't have it because I don't cough. You know, my nose don't run. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the deception of the devil. Ain't no signs. Now, the only way you'll know that you got it, if you felt, the only way you know that you got it is if you had a temperature. Y'all feel what I'm talking about? If you had a temperature and they took your temperature, then there's a strong possibility that you might have the coronavirus. So you could have the virus 
Y'all see what I'm talking about? And show no symptoms. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Because it does not kill young folk. Y'all, it don't kill young folk. Ain't no babies got it. Ain't no, ain't no nine, ten years old got it. Cause the immune system. Are y'all still here in the house? The people that get it, y'all saying is young folk under forty-five, and since they don't have no symptoms, they just run around. That's why they close everything. Y'all tell them talking about because young folks going to them nightclubs. How I many know what I'm talking about? Y'all saying young folks is eating out and everything. The average senior, y'all saying the only place the senior going to generally go if he got a family is might take his, uh, you know, family out to eat. How I many know what I'm talking about? Y'all saying you know most seniors you're going to drink, they're going to do all drinking at home. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, most, most, you know what I mean? Because most seniors are going to stay out of the street because they know ain't number fools out there in Hoosiers. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? So they're going to get their little bottle going home. I, I mean, is that right? Get drunk at home, tear up the house. But anyway, praise the Lord. Not, not, not people on Facebook, but I, I'm just... And so, and so the thing about it is, the thing about it is, a lot of folk is that uh, you might be all right, but you might have... Uh, family members. You might have family members, older family members, a mother, a father, aunt, auntie, uncle, whatever, y'all see what I'm talking about, that's 65 years old or older and got some kind of problem. Diabetes, high blood pressure, are y'all still here in the house? Something like that. If they were to get the virus, there is no cure and there's no treatment. Let me say it again. There is no treatment for the virus. You know, like you got flu or whatever, they can give you some, you know, lemon lemon juice. How many know what I'm talking about? You some cough syrup. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? You can fight it. Ain't nothing to fight it because it's a respiratory disease. It gets in your lungs. You know what I'm talking about? And if they got a compromised immune system in that, you know what I'm saying, they, they've been having problems breathing in the first place with asthma. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Or diabetes or something like that. Then their immune system is compromised. Their immune system is not strong enough being 65 years old to fight the virus off. A young person, you quarantine yourself 14 days. If you got it, you can fight it off, sweat it out. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Even if you don't have no symptoms, you could. You feel what I'm talking about? Over the 100,000 folk, y'all saying that uh, they have diagnosed here in the United States that have got it, 80,000 of them have been cured. I mean, you know, nothing happened to them. They just isolated. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Uh, because it, it's not detrimental to a young person. All right? But a young person is a carrier. You could be a carrier and not know it because you ain't got no symptoms. Oh, am I making sense? So you could be a carrier and not know it and go over to your grandma's house and a week later your grandmother is in the hospital dying. And you're saying where they, where, where, where they got it from, because I didn't have it, I didn't have no cold, my nose wasn't running, how many know what I'm talking about? But you was in contact with somebody that had the virus, you feel what I'm talking about? And, and, and it came. So when I say social distancing, everybody laugh, that's serious. You should be six feet away from everybody. Most convicts should know that, because if we ain't paying attention, I don't want no man sitting next to me. <laughs> How many know that? I mean, you know, if a guy's sitting next to me in the joint, 
I want to know what you sent to me, Coach. For. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, what's up with you, man? I mean, you know, how many know what I'm talking about? If I don't know you, you know, what you doing sitting next to me? How many, even if I know you, what you sitting next to me? I don't know what happened last night. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, you might got turned out last night. How many know? I'm just thought I told you. I'm just keeping it real. You know what I'm talking about? So, uh, so that is real. You know, now you're safe in here. Because I have anointed the place. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I, put, I came in the other day about my bottle of oil. Y'all don't know nothing about that, see? And I anointed all the, the doors. I anointed every wall in here. I prayed down through here. Ain't nothing in here. Amen. I say ain't nothing in here. We had one in here. Uh, uh, we had one problem. I laid hands on him. He's been well ever since. Amen. I mean, is that right? Yeah. You know, we, we have the power to get rid of. But you don't know about them. Them folk out there is panicking. And they're panicking because they don't want to die. <laughs> we know if we die, we know we're going. Amen. Amen. I mean, now, I ain't ready to go. Don't get those going to preach with you. Yes, yes, yes. I know where I'm going, but I'm just not in no hurry to get there. Amen. And because I got a whole lot of more work to do. How many know what I'm talking about? Y'all said I got a lot of work to do. I want to see my granddaughter grow up. Amen. Y'all said I'm talking about I want to be a blessing to my grandkids. But if I was to go tonight, I wouldn't be upset. How many know what I'm talking about? But that, you know, don't get nervous now. You know, you know, uh, now I'm not in the danger zone, even though I'm 73. You know what I'm saying? Because greater is heat is in me than heat is in the world. You know what I'm talking about? If I can overcome cancer, I can overcome anything. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I said, if you can overcome cancer, the cancer I had, boy, you can overcome anything. So I, I, that ain't the concern. The concern is, and I don't know no old folks, so I'm real cool. You know what I mean? My old man, my daddy's in heaven. You know what I'm saying? My mama's in heaven. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about my grand, all of them's in heaven. I don't know no older folk. But my point being is you might. And you definitely don't want to be responsible, amen, for your loved one leaving here early. Amen. So if you can't think about it from no other thing, you know, we, we hardcore. We, we, we convicts, you know what I mean? We hardcore. We deal with anything, okay? But I don't want to. You don't want to deal with no loved one going uh, uh, to hospital and suffering. You know what I'm saying? Because you were lax. You know what lax mean? That's another one of them. One of them words. Lax means uh, I'm not gonna do it. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do what I want to do. That's lax. So what am I supposed to do? Well. You're supposed to be, you all right over there? Uh-oh, you, you cough? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I left, I said, we was in, uh, I was down in Kentucky. I was down in Kentucky, like I said, Sunday, and me and the pastor, the pastor's son and, and daughter, they took, you know, they always want to take me up, so they took me to uh, Golden Corral in, uh, in uh, Winchester, Kentucky, man, and it was all together a different Golden Corral. They had moved out all the seats and everything, and they had they had played. That's for the everybody close in. So they had all the seating in there, six feet away from everybody. Now, anytime going ground, y'all said it's doing that. How many know it's serious? <laughs> and this was this was Sunday, and usually y'all staying on Sunday. Hey. Amen, boy. You got to wait in line. Wasn't no line. I said, there wasn't no land, and the place was not full. So, 
if you're in public, I'm just, you know, you can hear from the politician, but, you know, it's my job to let you know, if you're out in the public, you need to be six feet away from folk. Six feet. That's like, that's like from here to here, from him. Now, because if he's got it and I'm six feet away, I don't get it. Am I making any sense? If he has it or, you know, if he haven't, don't know it, and he said, and he cough or sneeze, and I'm this close, I got it. If he got it, you know what I'm talking about, and I'm within six feet from him, and he sneezed or coughed, then I got it. Did y'all get a hold of that? So, if I'm six feet away, who can't do that? Now, everybody else out there in the world who heard all this and believed in it, you don't have to worry about it because when they see you coming, they're going to move. Right, right. You've you been nosing that? Wherever you have it. When you go someplace, folk that's in the know, and they see you coming to them, they're going to go right on over here. Which I, you know what I'm saying? You mean, what are they running for? You know, they? <laughs> they running from you. They don't know what you got. So it is, but let me, it's a good practice, or y'all still here in the house, in order to do that. You understand? Know the perfect why? Because they don't have a cure. If you got the flu or whatever, every year they got a vaccine called flu shot. Most of y'all don't take them anyway, but I do every year. It's called preventive maintenance. Amen. Y'all tell me talking about now the flu shot. Y'all saying uh, now within just to let you know they uh, with the coronavirus. I think it's like sixty-eight folk that died here in the United States. In the last three or four months. Y'all said only six to eight. But here's the deal. Within the last six to eight, uh, three or four months, there's been over 20,000 that has died from the flu. So there's 20,000 that died from the flu, 68 from the coronavirus. What's the deal? The coronavirus is 10 times more uh, uh, contagious than the flu. So that means, y'all saying, if you don't spread out, it can, it can spread out quicker. Or y'all still hearing that? Y'all tell them, talking about, and more people can walk around with it, amen, then there'd be more folk dying. Older folk dying. Am I making any sense? Amen. Young folk can die too, y'all say, if they got problems. You know, if they, if they had cancer, where's Ronnie at? Didn't make it? Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, if a person had cancer, you know what I'm saying? I'm going through cancer treatments right now. You know, all them people's at risk. You know what I'm saying? And all uh, somebody got to do is just go somewhere near them. Don't even know it near them. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why you can't go to no hospital. You can't go to no hospital. You can't go to no clinic without calling first. I'll show you how serious it is. Because you could, you could go into the emergency room and have it and infect everybody in the emergency room and nobody know it. So you can't go to the hospital. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, if you want to show me, I'm going to let y'all know how serious this thing is. I know y'all can identify with this. If you got a case, you don't have to go to court now. <laughs> huh? Now, I know y'all can identify with that. They said if, there, if there's a crime and it ain't no violent crime, call us on the phone and make a report. Wow. We ain't coming. Yeah. 
Don't, now, how many know that's some serious stuff there? Y'all said, when police ain't going to come, they ain't coming. You said somebody stole my car. Okay, make a report. <laughs> they ain't coming out looking at your car. They ain't coming out. Oh, that's how serious it is. Yes, it is. You know, the only people they're going to get is the guy that shot somebody. Y'all tell them they got to get him off the street. How many know what I'm talking about? And they're going to come and protect the gear to get him. Now, you know when they're going to let you put the court date off. How many know what I'm talking about? Y'all see what I'm saying? Put the hearing off. Jury trial. Put it off. Try them later on. Y'all see what I'm talking about? You know, boy, when they get to talking like that in the court thing, boy, they serious. So if they serious, we need to take it seriously. How many know what I'm talking about? Y'all see what I'm saying? I'm not, ain't nothing wrong with me. I know I'm, I'm all right, but I don't want to go around and, be, and affect anybody else. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to lay hands on the sick. I mean, know what I'm talking about. And they die. So I ain't laying hands on nobody. Amen. I'm, I'm going to cast the devil out like a, come out of him in Jesus' name. You know, from a distance. <laughs> Amen. What Jesus did, he said he cast out demons by the finger of God. What he meant by that, he pointed to him and commanded the devil to come out. So if you got a devil in you tonight, amen, all you got to do is raise your hand. Hallelujah, and I'll cast the devil out from the pulpit here. Amen. But we need to, how many know we need to take it seriously? So when, you, when you're out, practice that. Practice what they call social distancing. You know what I'm talking about? Be six feet from somebody because you don't know what nobody else got. You know you cool. You got the blood of Jesus on you. Amen. I say amen. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to go on and pick up something. Amen. Because your faith ain't where it's supposed to be. So a lot of times faith, people faith ain't where it's supposed to be because they know the word but they ain't living by it. I know they don't apply to nobody here but I'm just saying people about Facebook. Hallelujah. They know what the word says, but they still going to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? Amen. Well, if that's the case, ain't you, but I'm saying people by Facebook, then their faith ain't working. Mm. Hallelujah. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, uh, it's like uh, uh, Samson. Y'all remember the story of Samson? Mm -hmm. Samson was anointed, Old Testament, but his anointing was in his hair. His anointing was in his long hair. And boy, Samson was, boy, he whooped thousands of them. I say, man, I mean, he, boy, you, they grabbed him, boy, he whooped thousands of them. And then he messed around and got with one of them heathen women. Boy, you got to watch them heathen women. And let me help you out. Them heathen women got, I mean, them women got to watch them heathen men. Let me help you out. A heathen is a heathen is a heathen. What's a heathen? A non-saved person. Anybody that ain't saved is a heathen. A heathen or a heathen. I just don't, so y'all can understand. Male or female, heathen. A heathen is somebody that don't believe in God. That's a heathen. Male or female. And if you get a heathen, you're going to get a heathen's reward. And so Samson, instead of Samson getting somebody saved, he wanted a heathen woman. They told him, they said, well, come on, you don't get one. No, I want that one over there, a heathen woman. And he got that heathen woman. And when he got that heathen woman, you know what I'm saying, all her relatives, amen, they all hated Samson, but they couldn't deal with it. Boy, Samson whooped them all. And they knew, boy, he whooped them all. And so they got with this heathen woman and said, uh, uh, you, you know, we your family, 
and, and, and we won't. Hallelujah. We, we, we your family. <laughs> we your family. And, and, and we need to get to him, but we don't know how to get to him. But maybe you can get. And so they talked to her and she told him, said, Samson, if you love me, you'll tell me where your power is. And he lied to us. Oh, it's in my finger. Whatever. Y'all tell him, saying they did that. And then they rushed in there. He shook himself loose. Y'all saying, whooped them all again. And then later on, she asked him again. He told her some other lie. They whooped in there, whooped him all again. Then she said, then she said, you know, I'm tired of this. Now you say you love me. See, you got to watch that love thing. You say you love me, but you lied to me twice. He said, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. God trusts you. Cannot trust a heathen. <laughs> Let me help you out. You can't trust a heathen. Why? Because a heathen ain't saved, which means they will lie with every breath. They don't have no conscience. You know, what keeps us from lying is Jesus. If we're born again. You know, you got some Christians act like heathen too. Ain't none of them in this room, but I'm just saying. You know, they'll lie to it. They'll lie to men. Amen. I said lie. Uh, and, 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 that's, and God hates lies. Don't, I said God hates lies. Ain't nothing in here, but I'm just saying. He hates, you know, I'm on Facebook too. But God hates lies, you know. And so... Uh, so she said, he said, told her that, and she said, he said, I'm going to tell you then where my power is. And he said, the power is in my hair. I made a vow. I'm a Nazarite. The power is in my hair. And while he was asleep, she cut his hair off. And then she called him and said, come and get him. He's powerless. And they rushed there on him. Now, here's, what I, here's what's so sad about that verse. What's so sad about that verse is he didn't know that she had cut his hair off. And the Bible said he got up and shook himself. And the Bible says this, not knowing that the glory of God had departed from him. And they bound him and put his eyes out. And then had him working, you know what I'm saying, under the, under the, the stadium where they, killed, where they killed folk. He was out there working. Are y'all still here in hell? Why? Listen to a heathen woman. Well, the moral of the story is, you understand, his hair began to grow back. And he prayed while he was blind. Lord, he said, Lord, all them, the king, everybody up there watching the, the gladiators down there kill each other. And he said, give me strength just this one more time. You know what I'm saying? So I could pull this whole building down with all of them. And God gave him strength. He pulled the building down, killed all of them, but he died too. So that the moral of the story is, if you ain't living right, the anointing that left you and you don't know it. Everything seems like it's the same, but it ain't. The anointing that left. Why? You ain't living right. Everything feel good. Everything seems going the right way. But you don't know that the anointing is left until the devil comes, amen, to do something to you and you shake yourself or you pray and ain't no power in your prayer. Well, how do I keep my hair anointed? <laughs> or how do I keep that glory in there? By staying in the word day and night, day and night, day and night. I say it all the time, I've been saved 41 years. It ain't by accident. It's by purpose. I'm in the Word every day, 41 years. I've read my Bible 
from cover to cover in every translation at least 40 times. From cover to cover, I've read the Bible from cover to cover at least 40 times. I've been saved 41 years. Every year, I read the Bible from cover to cover. Every year. I read it from cover to cover for about four years in the King James. Then I got bored with the King James. So then I got me an NIV and I read it from cover to cover in the NIV. And then I read it from cover to cover in the Amplified. And then I read it from cover to cover, y'all said New Living Translation. Then I read it from cover to cover, or y'all still, you know. So I did that 40 straight years from cover to cover. Now I don't do that so I can be erudite and scholarly. That's another one of the big words. Erudite. What does erudite mean? Erudite means highly intelligent. So I don't, don't read the Bible. I didn't read the Bible so that I could be highly intelligent. Alright? That's my way of feeding my spirit man. Amen. Rather than when you start, when you're a baby Christian, you open it up wherever your eyes fall and I'm ready. Oh, y'all say that's baby Christian. Y'all say I'm talking about. Uh, well, that don't work all the time. Cause you can you can Finger can land the most crazy stuff. You know what I'm talking about? So I developed, I said, okay, I got to get the word in me because that's where you're, I'm a spirit man living in a physical body, living in a physical world. I want my spirit man to dominate my physical body and my physical world. My spirit, I want to be in control of my body and the world that I'm living in. Amen. The only way I can do that, I got to be spiritually strong to withstand all of the attack of the devil. I got to be spiritually strong. Not physically. You can't whip it physically. I want to be spiritually strong so whatever you send my way, I'll be able to overcome it. Amen. Now, the fact that you're going to overcome it means that there's going to be some things in your life that you're going to have to overcome. Amen. That means as a Christian, you're going to get hit. Are y'all still here in the house? And if you ain't got the spiritual fortitude, amen, you ain't built your spirit up enough to that's what happened with a lot of Christians. Okay, I said, I mentioned something last week, three or four weeks ago. And then I said, well, I need to repent about something. Some, a lot of stuff comes out of your spirit, out of my spirit, when I'm ministering that I don't even think about. Just come out of my, see, don't come out of my head, come out of my spirit. And I think I was talking here three or four weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? I was talking about how living your life for Christ and then you could mess up and mess up everybody. And I mentioned about Jimmy Swagger, how many remember, remember that? Yeah. And I mentioned about Jimmy Baker, how many remember that? Yeah. All right, I mentioned that, and now you heard what happened, right? And so, I'm just helping you out, amen. And so I mentioned that because of what, how he was strong in the faith. But then he messed up, picked up a federal charge, amen, for fraud. Amen. Doing something with the money that they said that you, you know you said you're gonna do something with the money, you're doing something else with the money. That's fraud. That's federal case. They gave him 22 years. He did five, you know, and, and you know they took back some of that time, but he did five years on that. And then he come back out. See the Gibson calling the government is beyond repentance, so he come back out. Folk didn't know. Lay lay cool for a while. Then he started another television program. And then he went back to the same old tricks. 
I said he went back to the same one. So just recently, this is public information. So I, this is public information. Y'all tell him I'm talking about the same old trick. So, you know, his thing was he was all, don't get that. See, I said money, the love of money is the root of all evil. And anything you do to get money as a Christian is called greed. The only way you're supposed to do what, what all thing a Christian is supposed to be doing to get money is giving their tithes and offers and believing God. If you're doing anything else other than that, now this is your job. Y'all say if it's your job, okay, you know, if it's your job, that's what you do. Your work, you, you, yeah. But if if it, if it ain't your job, ministry or whatever it is, if you're doing things just to get money, and see, nobody knows your heart but you. God knows your heart. God don't judge from the outside. He judges, he, judges, he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts are far off. You can fool everybody in the world, but you can't fool God. Or y'all still here in the house. And some ministers you can't fool. I can't get fooled. Too much discernment. <laughs> but my point being is, <laughs> you know, everybody don't take the warning. They don't take, everybody don't call the act like, well, they ain't talking about me, you know, and the Holy Spirit is talking right at you, but they don't listen to it. But anyway, he kept doing the same thing. I couldn't watch it because I knew better. And, they, and he just got busted. Got busted what? Selling water on his TV program with silver in it, saying this was the cure for the Corolla virus. They just busted it. They just busted him. The FCC, the federal folk, you know, saying just busted him. Amen. They're false advertisement on FCC because there is no cure for the coronavirus. And he's selling it on TV, on his TV program, $80 a pop. That is called... In my world, in the world where I live, that, that's called slumming. <laughs> no, not Jimmy Swagger, Jim Baker. It's all over everywhere. I'm listening to Christian radio, Sears Radio, and they, and they got him on there. Sears Radio. And they talk about, you understand, know, you know, he went to penitentiary five years, you understand, know, and, 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 and then he got a TV program and a Christian person said, and we don't know how he got the Christian program, you know, after all that. And now they got him again, and like she said, beware of false prophets. False prophets will sell anything to get some money. Anything. That's why God says every, all the gifts of God's beyond repentance, and that story is in the Old Testament where in the New Testament where Paul pray, prayed for people and they wanted to give him something. No! See, you can't pay me for no prayer. You can't give me no money for nothing. No. In the New Testament, they went crazy over that. Kings went crazy over that. You, you, you cannot, it's called, you, can't, you ain't supposed to merchandise the anointing. Folk think you're anointed and they give you the world. You ain't anointed. You're merchandising the anointing. Hallelujah. But now you wouldn't know it if you don't know the word. That's why the word is so important. You know what I'm saying? I got a friend of mine. You know what I'm saying? Well, a friend of mine. He, pre he said, now, I, I can stir up. He said, I can go in the church and stir and get a stir a church up. Have everybody in that church shout. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm going to show you how to do it. He said, I'm going to preach. Show y'all how to do it. He said, I'm going to preach on ham bones and black eyed peas. He said, ham bones and black eyed peas. And I went down south and I went to my grandmother and she gave me some 
And people were people was going, ah! And he ain't saying nothing about the word. He's preaching on ham bones and black eyed people. <laughs> it ain't the style, it's the word. If the word ain't coming out, or y'all still hearing how, that's how you can tell whether it's God or not. It ain't the style. Some people don't like hooping. Some people do hoop. Ain't nothing wrong with hooping. If it's the word you're hooping. But how would you know if you don't know the word? Why in this great church here? Amen. So where was I at? Yeah, I was in some. <laughs> so I, he said, I seen Satan. So like I said, I, I, had, I seen a vision. I usually don't tell too many of them, but I seen a vision Sunday morning before I went to preach at the church. I wasn't praying. I wasn't praying. I was meditating on the word. And I seen Jesus in a vision. I seen him stand up on the right hand of God the Father. And I seen him looking down on planet Earth, and he did this. And that was the end of the coronavirus. And it will come to pass. Now, they're going to take all the glory for it. I say amen. Y'all you know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I, within, within a couple of weeks, there will be a treatment. You hear me? I said there will be a treatment for it. They're working on a vaccine. They'll have the vaccine, amen, by the time it hits again next year if it does hit. hit. But they're going to come up with a, with a treatment within the next couple of weeks. There will be a treatment. That means if somebody gets it, you can take them to the hospital, you know what I mean, and treat it. Like now, you can't do nothing but and those folks that don't know Jesus. They don't know what to do. People know Jesus know what to do. We pray for them. I say, man, God can raise them up. But if they don't know, if they don't know Jesus, you know what I mean. You know, then what can they do? They don't, you know, ain't no medicine. We only thing we do is send them home. My uh, daughter sent me a, a text a couple of weeks ago, uh, and she said it was sad. She said she said she got a a a, a text from her doctor. And the doctor said some lady came in there and she had the coronavirus. And the doctor said he was sad. Ain't nothing he could do but just send her home. And my daughter said, well, yeah, he could have gave her a Bible. I said, well, how are you going to give her a Bible? He ain't saved. See, saved people think like that, but unsaved people don't. How is he going to give her a Bible and he ain't saved? Are y'all still in the house? How are you going to pray for her and he ain't saved? So the only thing the doctor could do is the only thing that the doctor could do because ain't no treatment for it and send her home to die. But like I said, she don't, it don't necessarily mean she's going to go home to die. She just had to go in quarantine. 80% of them come out of it anyway. Oh, y'all still hear how? But ain't nothing he could have done. Now, if he was born again, there would be something he could have done. He could have prayed for her. How many know what I'm talking about? Told her to get you some Bible, give her some scriptures to read. How many know what I'm talking about? Y'all see what I'm saying? And she could fight it. People out there in the world is panicking because they don't have a savior. See, the only thing they can do, oh, I hope I don't get it. Y'all think, give me here that bottle. <laughs> uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, if bottle, give me some dope. Y'all say, if I got to go, I'll go like this. Y'all say, I'm talking about. I mean, that's the only thing the world going by. Because that's the only answer they got. If you and I was contracted, I know what y'all going to do. Pray for me. Amen. Call me on the phone. On the phone. On the phone. <laughs> Ain't no distance in prayer. I'll pray for you on the phone. <laughs> It ain't no distance in prayer. 
I'm praying for a lot of folk on the phone, you know. But uh, but the thing is serious, you know. Jails is jails is. I mean, jails closing. Y'all scared to be. I usually when I go to Kentucky, I'm usually used to preach in the jail down there. They wanted me to preach in the jail. I used to go down there. I used to go down and preach in the jail on Saturday. Then I preach in the church on Sunday. So I had it set for me to go down Sunday, preach in the jail Sunday after church, and go and go to a juvenile drug center and preach in there. And uh, on my way down, they said the jail canceled everything, all visitors and everybody else, and the drug center canceled everybody. Now you know when they cancel everybody prison, everything you know it's serious. Well, they don't want nobody coming in prison. One person can come in there. You got 1,800 men in there. You don't tell them talking about 2,000. One person can come in there and infect the whole population. What you going to do with 1,800 men in there and all of them sick? Hallelujah. Put them all in the hole. Lock them all down. Yeah, they're going to lock you all down, but then you're still going to die. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? They ain't going to take you out there behind the prison, bury you in the, in the plot back there. You know, people don't claim your body. So it's real, gentlemen, but we have the answer. Jesus. I said, we have the answer. We got Jesus. Amen. I said, amen. So we need to act like it. We need to pray for folk long distance. Amen. Y'all tell somebody got it. Okay, tell me, okay, I pray for you. Stay right there. Right there. Right there. That's if you have faith. Uh, one, uh, y'all don't read much, so I, that's why I tell you. But one of the greatest men of God, see, I've read all this stuff. There was a great man of God by the John, name John G. Lake. Y'all don't know nothing about him, but I know I've read him. John G. Lake. This was the time when they had like the bubonic plague. And this was a disease that was killing thousands all over the world and when they and they would die uh they would foam at the mouth you know what i mean and then if it's just if it's tough if it's tough to touch it you through and so he's in there praying for folk and they asked they said well uh dr lake you know he was christian ain't you scared of catching the disease he said no he's because greatest he is in me than he is in the world they didn't please i tell you what take some of that stuff off their mouth you know that phone full of germs he said, now put it on my hand. He said, now look at it through the micro microphone. I mean, through the microscope. And he looked, and all them cells, when they touched his hand, started dying. Why is that? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's real. But see, if you don't know nothing about that, you see what I'm talking about? We try to, you know, show your stuff like that. Y'all think it's, you know, man. We got videos of all this stuff. That's true. We show y'all videos. You know what I mean? People say, you know, don't believe it. The power of God is more real than you can imagine. Amen. We got videos. I knew Lester Summerall. I used to go to all these meetings up here in South Bend. You know what I'm saying? Well, Lester Summerall had, that's why I learned how to cast out devils. He was known for casting out devils. I used to go up there all the time when he had meetings there, him and Noah Hayes. They have a three or four day meeting. You know what I'm saying? I'd go up there. My wife would go with me sometime. But I, go, I mean, I was in all the meetings up there. And he tells the story, y'all said, but we got video of it, of the vanishing boy. Vanishing boy. And this is over in India, y'all said, and there was a boy, he'd be sitting in the classroom and disappear. I mean, sitting right like this, just disappear. And then three or four days later, he showed right back up in the seat. And they asked, well, 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 how is he? said, well, 
I'll be sitting there. And he said, then a, a, a girl will come and grab me by my hand and take me off somewhere. Y'all still here in hell? Bless the summer, I'll say that's the devil. So he prayed for the boy. He ain't never, he ain't left town, he ain't left since. <laughs> now we got the video. This is documented. See, that's what I'm saying. But see, you couldn't get into none of this if you don't believe none of this. There's so much power in God, you don't have a clue unless you learn. But if you ain't in the habit of learning, you never will know about it. That's the sum wrong. Was in uh, 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 I forget the exact town he was in, uh, South American town or whatever. He was uh, uh, he wanted to build a church, and they wouldn't let him have the land to build a church. And so he's laying up in the, in his hotel room. Listen to the radio. You all right? Yes. Sir. Okay. He's laying up in he's laying up in the room. Listen to listen to the radio, and he hear these horrible screams on the radio. And it's this girl, you understand, uh, that was in the Bildad prison, a prison over there, and she was demon-possessed. And the demon would come in there and be biting on her, and you see the bite marks and the blood and everything. And folk would go in there, you understand, and then they'd leave out there like doctors were going in and try to, and then several days later, they would die. And, they want, and she's on the, I mean, and he could hear the screams of her on the radio. And he prayed, Lord... Help that woman. Help that girl. And God said, I have. I've sent you here. Amen. And he said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to go over and cast that devil out of her. So he went and told them, you know what I'm saying? I'm Dr. Lester Sumrall. You know what I'm saying? I've come to pray for this girl right here. They said, well, now we need to sign a, a contract. You know what I'm saying? That if you go in there, if anything happened to you, you know what I'm saying? The government, they think it's not responsible. So he signed the paper and he went in there and began to talk to the girl and then the demon manifested and you can see the bite marks, deep bite marks in her hand, blood coming down. Are y'all still here in the house? And he cast that devil out. Then after he cast the devil out, he told her, he said, now he's coming back. Because the Bible said when the devil goes out of a person, he walks through dry places spying, looking, seeking rest, can't find her and he comes back to the same house and if that house is empty, then the state of that person is eight times worse than it was, seven times worse. So he says, so I'm going to teach you what to do when he comes back. What do I do? You got to say no. You got to say in Jesus' name, you ain't getting back in here. Did y'all hear that? Amen. Okay, and so, of course, the devil came back. She did that. She was totally healed. And it was such a miracle that government asked him, what, where's the land you want? And they gave him the land right across the street from the city county building. No, y'all still here in the house. Built a big church there, got a 5,000-seat church there. Still now his son runs that church. I mean, his brother, yeah, his son runs that church, cousin, something. That's the power of God. We got videos there documented. Hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth, we got all, we, Smith Wigglesworth was known. I said, Smith Wigglesworth, y'all see him, was a, a preacher, y'all see what I'm saying? He's known to raise nine people from the dead. Dead. In the casket. Don't make no sense if you don't know nothing about the power of God. But see, I know about all of that. Trying to get some of that into you. God's power is more real than you can ever imagine. But I got to take you step by step to get you to the point where you can see it. 
We got the video. You'll see the video. I can't believe that. Have you seen the video? Have you seen the video? Have you seen the video? We got the video. Document. That's how real God's power is. But you have to be a believer. I say, man, believe. See, you got a lot of unbelieving believers. What do you mean by that? They believe Jesus died, bad rose, get on third day, don't believe nothing else. Well, how can you tell? They don't believe in tongues? Got a bunch of them in here. I mean, on Facebook. <laughs> but if you don't believe in tongues, how are you going to believe somebody, a vanishing boy, disappeared? Hallelujah. How can you believe you can stick your hand in, in, in you know, in, in some... In, uh, 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 the Bible said that serpents can bite your hand and won't harm you. But now you don't tempt the Lord your God. In other words, since I know that, I ain't going to go and grab no snake. Y'all see what I'm talking about? But if a snake grabbed me accidentally, how many know what I'm talking about? I can shake it off or nothing happen to me. Y'all still here, right? God is a miracle worker, but you only get miracles if you, if you believe them. God has a miracle with everybody's name on it. I say, man, everybody can get a miracle right now. If you can believe it. The Bible says, like it said, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things. There's nothing impossible if you believe the word of God. If you don't believe it, ain't nothing possible. Oral Roberts. Anybody ever heard of Oral Roberts? Yes, sir. Yeah, Oral Roberts, y'all said before he did that was a 15-year-old guy with tuberculosis when it first came out, no cure for it, and he couldn't speak no, no two words without stuttering. And he was dying. I said he was dying. Dying. And his brother said, wait a minute, I, there's a woman, woman preaching in a tent. I'm going to take you over there and God going to heal you. And they had to put him in the back seat of the car. And they took him over there. Are y'all still here in the house? Yeah. Took him over there, y'all said, and sit him down in there. And that woman prayed for him, and he was instantly healed, and his tongue was loose, and he never stuttered again. Man. That's what started his ministry of healing. He felt like if God can heal me, he can heal anybody. And you have Oral Roberts University now. Y'all said one of the greatest universities in the, in the world. I say, man, prestigious university. He built that thing as a preacher. You got Kenneth Hagin, which is my, my spiritual father. Kenneth Hagin was dying of an incurable blood disease, a deformed heart. And they told him with the disease that he got, you know what I'm saying, by the time he turned 16 years old, he would be paralyzed and not able to move anything but his neck. And they told him, y'all saying, that by the time he turned 17, he would be dead and there was no medical cure. So he thought he was saved. So he reading the Bible. Had it propped up there where he could manage, y'all saying, to get one page. So y'all still here in the house. And he's reading the Bible. And he made his mind up that whatever I see in here, I'm going to do it. I'll talk about it today. One thing to read it, another thing to do what it says. And he said, and he, he said, uh, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to do it. 
And then he came to Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24, where it says, Have faith in God, for if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things you say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. And he read that. And he read that. And he read that. And then, the Lord, then he said, okay, now I got to do this. If I believe that I can have whatever I say, therefore whatsoever things I believe that I, I say, he said, so I say to my deformed heart, I say that you are healed. I say this blood disease that you are healed. I say to this paralyzed, that I call you paralyzed from the neck down, that I'm healed. And he laid there, believed that he was healed. And then he heard this word, faith without action is dead. Faith without works is dead. If you believe that you have received, what are you laying in the bed for? So he said it took him everything in his power to get his arm to move it. Hours. Then he took his arm and moved over there and got his leg off the side of the bed. And then he got the other leg off the side of the bed. Then he grabbed the heart of the bed after the old Mark left and, 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 and pulled himself up. And then he let go and took right off walking. <laughs> and was healed from that day until the day he went home to be with the Lord. Off Mark 11, 23, 24, 25, you can have whatever you say. Same thing can happen to you if you can believe it. But see, that's the, that's the problem. That's, that's my job, is to keep preaching the word to you until it gets you to the point where you can believe. That you can have whatever this Bible says. If you believe you can have it, you can have it. But if you don't believe it, ain't nothing gonna happen. You'll be saved. You believe? How many believe they say? Okay, well then you'll go to heaven. But you're allowed to go to heaven broke because <laughs> you don't believe in prosperity. You'll go to heaven sick. You'll be well when you get there, amen. Because you don't believe in healing. You'll go to heaven with no power. Amen, because you don't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, but you'll be saved and you go to heaven. Hallelujah. But if you believe everything the Word says, you can stay down here. I said you can stay down here and be wealthy. Being, being wealthy means abundantly supplied. Being wealthy means having more than enough to meet all your obligations and then have something left over to give. That's more than enough. Y'all see what I'm talking about? You can be healed of any sickness or disease that ever come upon your body so you can live long on this earth and do great things for God if you believe it. If not, you, you got fire insurance. <laughs> and a lot of Christians have got fire insurance. Amen. Thank God they're going to heaven, but they, can't, they ain't doing no earthly work at all because they're powerless. We don't want that for you. Want you to have power. It's more to life, amen, than what you have experienced. It's more to life than what I have experienced. And I'm experiencing more and more and more every day. Y'all get anything out of there tonight? Give the Lord a good hand clap. Hallelujah. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Father, again, we thank you and praise you for your word with your spirit and, and his life. We thank you, Lord God, for the cure that is on its way. We thank you, Lord God, for the treatment that is on its way right now. In Jesus' name, it's going to eliminate this virus from the face of the earth. You have given us power 
over all the power of the devil, and we curse this coronavirus. We curse it. We curse it from the roots. We command it to dry up and die. We command it to go back into the earth for where it came from. We command it to be so now in Jesus' name. And we give you praise for doing it, for giving us the power to get it done. In Jesus' name, amen. 2020. According to Acts 2020, I will share the gospel publicly and from house to house in Jesus' name. 